Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It is episode 69 of Stands and Fits, coming to you from the Carl Chevrolet Studios. This weekend at Carl Chevrolet, they will be hosting their 128th one-day, one-price sale. That's this Saturday, June 8th, at both Carl Chevrolet locations, as Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny at The Rock, or Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. This will be their record-breaking 128th one-price sale. Carl Chevrolet and Carl Chevrolet of Stewart are having their sales on the same day to better serve Iowans no matter where you live. That means if you live in Clorinda, maybe if you live in Harlan or Adele, you can just pop on over to Carl Chevrolet of Stewart. Makes it a little bit easier for you. Or if you live in the Des Moines Metro, you can come on up to Carl Chevrolet in Ankeny. Maybe you live in Ames or somewhere on the eastern half of the state, you can get right over to Ankeny, right off of I-35 at The Rock. They're geared up and ready to take care of you and get you the best deal this Saturday. All vehicles on the lot are tagged with one low price, over 2,000 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from. As you come into the dealership, they will valet your car so you don't have to find a place to park. It's obviously going to be busy. This is Carl Chevrolet, their one-day, one-price sale. They're You don't want to have to worry about driving all around the lot to find a place to park your car. They'll park your car for you. They will have over 20 dealers slash wholesalers that are top rated and have been handpicked because of their expertise to get you the best possible price for your current trade towards a new Chevrolet or certified pre-owned vehicle. And if you are in Stewart, they're going to be able to work with all of their wholesalers in Ankeny on your trade. They'll have extra staff on hand the entire day from valet, finance, detail, sales, accessories, etc to make the process as easy on the consumer as possible to get into their new car. And they will do whatever it takes to make your buying process simple and smooth to get you right into your new car on Saturday. That's the one price, one day, one price sale, June 8th at both Carl Chevrolet locations in Ankeny and Stewart. Make sure and check that out. You don't want to miss out on any of those deals because they'd come around 128 times, but (laughs) it doesn't mean they come around every week. Yep. Just one day. It's just one day, one day, one price. That's exactly right. Uh, of course, we also want to remind you to check out the Cyclone Fanatic store, teamcloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. We still have our net collectors shirts honoring the Big 12 championship teams for $10, as well as our, our linebacker throws better than your quarterback shirts. $10 right now, two of our most popular shirts that we've ever done right there on teamcloset.com slash Cyclone Fanatic. And you can also check out some of our other merch while you're there, whether it's publicly reprimanded or uh, those guys in Ames. We've got all kinds of great stuff that you can find right there on teamcloset.com slash Fanatic, and we're going to be continuing to add to that here in the coming months. We've got some good stuff cooking up that I think is going to be really cool. Lastly, if you love what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic, if you love stands and fits, if you love football and random things, or you love reading Jay Jordan's writing, consider donating to our Patreon monthly you can find the link to that right on the Cyclone Fanatic homepage. There's a big orange button on the right side that all you have to do is it is hit become a patron. And it doesn't matter if it's $1 or $5, or if you are of means and you want to give us $500, hey, nobody here is going to tell you that you should not do that. Uh, you can do that once a month. It's secure. It's easy. And it helps what we do here at CycloneFanatic.com. What's up, man? Dude. We are here to record episode 69 of Stands and Fits. This is a historic day. It is. It's a nice a, day. A nice and historic day. It's really hot outside also. It is. It's like the humidity is back in full force and it's 80 plus degrees, so it's sticky. I went to the swimming pool today. 
It's quite nice. You you had your uh, roommate's son, is that what I heard? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what age is he, and does he He's enjoy 12. the pool? He's 12, and yes, he did enjoy the pool. Gotcha. He was giving me a lot of crap because I wouldn't go off the high dive. Are you scared of heights? Uh, yeah, not a fan of heights. Not a fan. I, am, I, too, am not a fan of heights, although I do go off high dives. I do understand where there is some irony in the fact <laughs> that I am not a fan of heights, though. <laughs> yes, indeed. So do you have you had a bad experience going off a high dive before? Is that why you... No, I don't think have? I've ever gone off one. Oh, just flat out having Oh, yeah, no, I'm just not going to do it. Not, no. even, not even a pencil dive? Nope, nope, won't. Nope, not doing it. Man, that's a, that's a little bit sad, honestly. I feel like if I did a pencil dive, I would sink all the way to the bottom. Well, you might, but then you could push off. It's not like you're going to just sink uh, and be sunk. I would see how high it is back up to the water. And I would <laughs> probably panic. I mean, it would probably take you, what, three seconds to get to the top? I would go from being all the way 10 feet above the water to being 10 feet under the water. Yeah, but I mean, even if, if you're standing on your tiptoes, you, what, you're six foot seven? So yeah, you're not, yeah. it, like, the, it's probably, what, 12 foot deep? So you're... Yeah, probably something like if that. If you think about it that way, then you're not even, your eye level is basically halfway. No, no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't need that. All right. I'm not going off the high dive. Well, as long as uh, the guy you're with... Austin. Uh, yep. guy, yeah, Austin. Austin did have fun. As long as you have fun, that's what counts. It was a, it was a good time for sure. Uh, we got plenty of things to talk about today. We have uh, an activity at the end. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I've kept it a surprise. Special for episode 69. Okay. I look forward to it. Yep. Um, the big news over the weekend, two commitments in football. Brady Peterson, offensive lineman from Ankeny Centennial. And then the number two long snapper in the country, Kobe Hathcock from Arizona. Yeah, uh, great that Campbell continues to pull in the in-state offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really big. I think Iowa's had a lot of success with going that route in the past. So good that he's opened up that pipeline a little bit more. Um, and then obviously the long snapper, that's kind of a it's – a, it's an underrated position because you have to have a really good consistent long snapper in order to, you know, not mess up. <laughs> we Yeah, that was a, that's the funny thing is it's like you only think about the long snapper when, when, they, mess when up. they mess up. We got to – we gotta we gotta address something. What? As far as this long snapper. Go on. Uh, think about what Iowa State's current kicker's name is. <laughs> oh oh my oh boy. <laughs> well, see, there, it's not gonna be. Or is it gonna be overlap? He was only a sophomore last year, wasn't he? So there'd be oh, one year. So Sally has has one year overlap with the new long with, snapper with Kobe Hathcock. Yeah. That's gonna be fantastic. That. We're gonna have to come up with a the internet. The internet duo. jokes just write themselves. Like, and you wonder. It, there's even more potential because you're gonna have to factor in a holder for the kicks. Yeah, man. This, yeah, that's gonna be memed next year. We're gonna see that. I can't wait. Yeah, I can already see this on the barstool sports account. Yep. Where they're standing next to each other. Man, if if you would have told me that before we came on and started recording episode 69, then we we could have come with some. It would have been perfect for the theme. Like we could have come on with some really good nickname ideas for that duo ahead of their their debut next year is that podcast safe like is that yeah podcast friendly we're just say, saying their names that's all it is i yeah i just i had to bring that to everybody's attention i was thinking about that on my way over here that's uh something to look forward to for sure absolutely absolutely but yeah you're right about the brady peterson thing i mean he was gonna probably blow up in about a week mm-hmm. where if he would have gone to his camp at Nebraska that he planned on. And if he'd gone to the one in Iowa, probably would have got two more offers. Instead, Iowa State's the first one to offer him, and he just takes the offer right away. That's right. And you had attended their big man camp over the weekend, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. 
And do you have any more? I know you kind of had dropped a few observations from that in an article, but yeah, you know me, I'm a high level evaluator of offensive line talent. Yeah. Uh, You're my go-to source. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he looked good, you know, uh, the talent range can get pretty wide yeah. there. So it's just, can be kind of interesting. It can, can anyone come to those if you're an offensive lineman? Like, do you just basically get to pay to go? Or is it the kind of thing where you have to get an invite? Yeah, I mean, I think you can just pay to go. Okay. There obviously are some kids that were invited. probably invited to an extent. I mean, yeah. Brady and Tyler Miller from Green County, dude, that guy's huge. He's so what, huge. 6'9", 270 or something like that? 6'9", 276. Wow. And he looks every bit of it. And he, Brady so, Peterson's 6'5", 270. And, the, and Tyler Miller made him look small. 6'5", yeah. 270 is not small. Once you get above 6'7", in football, you're massive. Mm-hmm. He just... Yeah. I stood there thinking, man, we better hope this guy doesn't get up to the, the top of the offensive line depth chart <laughs> while Brock Purdy's still here. Yeah. Because it is going to be real tough to see over this guy. Yeah, no kidding. What's, what is that? That's going to be a, a, a near foot difference in height. Yeah, I don't know I mean, exactly I, how tall Brock is. I, but think, I think Purdy's listed at like six foot or six one. Yeah. And I wouldn't so, be surprised if he's like maybe an inch or two yeah. shorter than that. So at least probably eight inches yeah. shorter than him. But I mean, I never, never heard a guy like Drew Brees in the NFL, so he can work around it. How many six nine offensive tackles are there? Uh, I mean, it, there's probably quite a few. You know, it seems like the Vikings had a couple. Philip Lodeholt? Yeah, Lodeholt was who I was thinking. Wasn't he seven foot, though? He was huge. I'm not sure if he was seven, but he's probably like 6'10 or something like that. Yeah. Man, it, once you're that tall, 6'9 is right on the edge. But once you're that tall, it's just like, bro, play basketball, dude. And honestly, like, you wonder, because when you think about offensive line and the technique that goes into it, you usually want to be the low man and have the low center of gravity. Otherwise, you're going to get pushed around. Right. So if you, if you add that much height... Is that technically a disadvantage at that point? Or is it just that I mean, you have... You probably have to have really good hips. Yeah. You know? And at one point, you could think that you might be able to put a little bit more mass on a frame like that. But yeah. at the same time, I would think unless the mass is a low center of gravity, it's going to be even a disadvantage, I would think. Yeah. Regardless, he is a huge human being. Yes. That is uh, kind of the gist of it all. Mm-hmm. But that's... I don't know. That's kind of my main takeaway from that <laughs> camp. I don't he, know. Big man. Yeah, he's just a huge guy. Uh, moving on. Cap City draft was this weekend. Rosters have been finalized. Yep. I am going to put out uh, my annual preseason Cap City power rankings. Yes. Did uh, you, okay. Did tomorrow. You go, did you go back and review last year's power rankings and see if you were correct by chance? No. I should. So you might be just blowing smoke, and we, we don't even know. I actually think I had the team that won. I had them number one, though, I'm pretty sure. Did you? The one with uh, Tyrese and Mike Jacobson. Was it? Last year's was weird, though, because, like, Lindell wasn't there. And, yeah. Uh, Mariel Shock didn't play. Ta- uh, Taylor only played a few weeks, didn't he? Yeah, he played He played most of the time, I okay. think. But, I mean, Tyrese killed everybody in that league. Yeah. I mean, he that, was that, just that awesome kinda, from, like, week one. Yeah. For, for a guy who's just kind of, you know, free-flowing – you know, addition everywhere. But he's not in the league this year. No, because he he's that uh, national team he has yeah. to play for. He's going to go play for elite head coach Bruce Weber <laughs> in the United States of America. What a treat. Because both of them are true American patriots. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. That's, that's all I know. Is <laughs> I just know it, when I think of America, I think of three things. Basketball, Tyrese Halliburton, and Bruce Weber. And, and jorts. And jorts. There we go. And Four Bush, things. And bush light. Yeah. And, okay. So there's, <laughs> there's a handful of things that I think of. There you go. Well, you can count all those things on one hand. I can count all those things on one hand. And I know that all of those things are great. All right. There you go. 
So for this year's rosters, yeah, uh, you haven't pulled up. I do haven't pulled up. Okay, which one do you like the best right off the right off the bat? You want me to give away my number one? I I do. Spoil it. Uh, it's uh the Lions Club. Lions Club. They bottom right corner. Bottom right corner. Michael Jacobson and Caleb Grill. So why do you like that roster? Does it have to do more than Iowa State players only? Yeah, I mean, I, there's obviously more to it than just the site. The, so you got to have a full squad. You gotcha. know. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking at their roster. Who are their two Drake guys? They've got the Jonah Jackson. Yeah, he's a JUCO transfer from uh, from somewhere in Indiana, I think. Okay, and Garrett Sturts. Yeah, and, and Sturts, I think he's going to be a sophomore this year. I, I would bet that he'll have made some improvements from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next name on that list. Next name is Nefali Dante. Nefali Dante. Nefali. Do you know who Nefali Dante is? I do not. He is the number ten recruit in the 2020 class. Really? In the country. So from Sunrise Christian Prep. So is that located in Iowa? No, it's in Kansas. Really? So I wonder how he's he the number two there. center in the country. He's six eleven. Wow. Six, seven foot. Yeah. So Jacobson's not even gonna be the center most of the time. He's no. gonna be the power forward no. on that roster. So you got Michael Jacobson, who is coming off uh playing in the Big Ten Big Twelve tournament, probably some of the best basketball that he's ever played. Uh at like six eight, six nine, mm-hmm. alongside the number ten recruit in the country in the cap city league it's a, a solid front court yeah you might say <laughs> yeah i would say that that will be a rather daunting yeah task, task. not many teams in this league are going to be able to stop those guys no. i don't think he's got offers from like kentucky and oregon and all kinds of places you know looking at a few other rosters i see the the walkie clive veterinary clinic has condit who will be able to match up with those guys a little bit uh incoming freshman trey jackson they have brady ernst yeah Come, what, what goes around comes back around. Yeah, it's funny that I was thinking about that. I was like, man, there's going there's to be like some great center matchups here. Yeah. Uh, Condit versus Jacobson. At, yeah, Condit and Ernst versus Jacobson and Dante. Yeah. And then you've got Solomon and Zion against those two guys. Yep. Like there's some good, there's some good little twin tower duos here. There is. And, I, and on that same team, I recognize Luke Turhark. Uh, from Wayne State. I believe he's played in the past, and he's been yeah, pretty Yeah, solid. he's been pretty good. I think he's been the small school MVP before. Oh. I think so. That might be. Yeah. That might be why that name sticks out to me. Um, <laughs> uh, Walnut Creek has Dang Dang. Solid name. <laughs> I, I like that just because of the name. Um, dang, former, dang, dang. <laughs> former Cyclone Cortland Jackson's back to play for four of the veterans, which is Solomon and Zion's team. Yeah, so they'll be pretty good. That's going to be I'm, fun. I'm sure they will. Uh, who else was I thinking would be pretty good? Who's got Terrence on his team? Uh, Javon Johnson? Terrence, yeah, Javon Johnson. They're on M- uh, MRG International. My cousin's on that team. Who's your cousin? Andrew Gibb. Played for St. Ed's. Nice. He's going to Iowa Central next year. Wasn't there one or two times where you suited up and played in the Cap City League? I think I played once. Okay. Yeah. And, wh- who- and then it was the headline in the Iowa State Daily. <laughs> Which Iowa State players did you play with, or did were there? They weren't the, there. That's why I had uh, to play. Yeah. So you were the 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 backup to the backup. I don't think they had enough guys. There was yeah. like a team, and then. Uh, did you have your basketball shoes? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jason Swanson. He came up and asked me if I would just want to play. Nice. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll play. I had my shoes in my car. I would imagine so I hopped in. that's it. like that's gotta suck. That's the one downside of the Cap City League. Like if the Iowa State players ever don't show, which it happens occasionally, then all those fans who come to watch them like came for nothing. Yeah. And there's not really hardly any like heads up of any kind. Right. 
Yeah, no, you have no idea, basically, mm-hmm. until you show up whether or not they're going to be here, be there. Believe me, I know, because there's been <laughs> a lot of times it. where I've showed up and they weren't there, yeah. so. But, I mean, and so, let's see, remind me, what uh, night of the week are they playing on this year? Uh, I think it's the same. It starts on June 16th, okay. which is Father's Day. And so, it's, it's a Sunday. Is, is it most Sundays again? Yeah, I assume so. Okay. I didn't look past the first week sounds good well that'll be fun to watch i know and you can't really take a whole lot from performances in cap city but you can get just kind of get a feel for the newcomers which is the fun part but at the same time you can take a little bit because you can a lot of times you can see just like what kind of player somebody is yeah it's like mariel shayak comes out and breaks the record for single season scoring in cap city that was kind of a a precursor to what he would eventually do for Iowa State. Yeah, and you're not wrong, but at the same time, you can also look at Sharon Dorsey-Walker and Terrence Lewis, who have also torn up the Cap City. And See, the- but Terrence has never been like that. Like, he was fine those first couple, like that yeah. first year, but he was never out there, like, dropping 50. Not Sharon like- Dorsey-Walker was a way different type of situation, too. How? Because it's just like a guy like that, that, is, that if he's just going to jack up shots, which I think that we learned that Sharon Dorsey-Walker was not afraid to jack up shots, uh, then you're going to you're gonna do okay. He would go out there. He probably put up, what was it? He had 48. Wasn't that the yeah, record? Yeah, something like that. He had 48, and he probably put up fi- like 40-something shots. Yeah. But Taylin I mean, did the same thing last year. But the, the biggest jacker of all time has got to be KJ Bluford. I don't remember. If you, I don't know if you remember. Oh that. yeah, no. He, if if KJ checked in for two minutes, he was getting up at least six shots. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love the mentality. Just from a if if he's coming in for mop up time, he's out there to get his. That's Chris Williams' guy. KJ. Chris was like all in on the KJ Bluford train. <laughs> he's gonna come in and make it rain, man. Yeah, he so. did not. Narrator voice. He did not make it rain. Yep. Shout out to KJ. We love you, KJ. Where's he at nowadays? Didn't he go to like Northern Arizona or something? Probably. After that? And we never heard of him, heard from him ever again. Sharon Dorsey Walker, I think, had an okay career at Oakland. Oakland, yeah. Yep. He was there by, with Percy Gibson at one point. Yeah, Percy Gibson did all right too, I think. Yep. So the, Another guy who wasn't afraid to jack up shots. Yeah. So the joke has always kind of been, you know, during those, the, those were those Fred guys. Yeah. During the Hoiberg era, we would get recruits from Michigan State or transfers from Michigan State, and then we'd give transfers to Oakland. Oakland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, cir- the the triangle or the circle or something. I imagine that when Fred walked in the gym to watch a kid, if they didn't get a, at least five shots in the first five minutes he was there, he's like, I'm not, recru- I'm not recruiting this guy. This guy's a bum. On he's a like, piece of paper. This dude's a bum. He doesn't want to jack him up. Exactly. Like, that's, he's like, I. I can rein you in a lot easier than it is to tell you to keep shooting the ball. I yeah. bet Tyrese would drive him crazy. Yeah, honestly. Where it's like they're constantly trying to tell Tyrese to shoot the ball. Yeah, if, if you're passive, even if you're pretty good on defense, I bet Hoiberg was like, nah, you're not going to work in my offense. Right. Like, just think about some of the guys that had the most success in his system. Tyrus McGee. Yeah, Tyrus. Uh, man, who Matt else? Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas. Like, yeah. Nah. He, he wanted those people that were going to come in and they were just going to start shooting the ball. Yeah. So... Anywho, anything else on the Cap City League from you? I don't think so. Okay. You got a prediction on who will win the league? Um, I like your prediction. Uh, now that we've kind of looked into the rosters more, um, I guess if if they don't win, then I'll go with Condit's team just because they I think they have the best chance to slow down those bigs. That's fair. I like the mix of those bigs with Caleb Grill. That's mm-hmm. a good. I think that's a good fit. Caleb Grill seems like a good. He could be Cap a good Cap City, City type guy. guy. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. 
I just the, don't know enough about Trey Jackson to like sit here and say that. I mean, I've heard he's a good shooter, but and yeah. I, I think I've, I've heard he's also a good on-ball defender. But at the same time, how much does that really translate to the Cap City League? Right. The next time I see someone play good on-ball defense in the Cap City will be the first time. In fact, the only time it ever happens is if they're both tied and it's like the game-winning shot. Or if somebody has made somebody else mad during the game. Yes. So then like the other guy, one-on-one yeah. thing. So then the other guys are like, "Damn, I'm gonna lock this dude up because he pissed me off earlier. I don't yep. like him." Encore beef. Yeah. All right, last thing. The Cyhawk series has been extended through 2025. Yes, and this year's game was confirmed for a 3 p.m. kickoff on FS1, I believe. What do you think of the 3 p.m. kickoff? Uh, I like it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of evening games, personally. I know, like, in person, it's it's a blast, but I kind of like the, the afternoon game where it's not like, you know, you're not getting, I don't know. It's just a happy medium between the 11 a.m., which is too early, yeah. and the night games. It'll me. probably only be like 150 degrees that day at 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be a smoker for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's good. Uh, extending the series two more years is good as well, obviously. Yes. Um, much to the dismay of a few fans, I would say. But I, I, I enjoy the Seahawks game, even with all the crap that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be good. Why, why wouldn't people like it, though? Like, what's, why I, is I it like, like, oh, man, they extended it? Well, I feel like for, from a Hawkeye frame perspective, they always pull out the, oh, we, there's nothing to nothing Yeah, they to can't gain. use that anymore, though. No, they can't, because Iowa State is a, a pretty solid program at this point in its development. But at the same time, you can kind of get out of state and maybe play a different Power 5 program. Cool. Who? I mean. Who? I don't know. Whoever Who are they going to get? Whoever they'll play. I don't know. Do you think that LSU is going to come to no. Iowa City and play them? No, no chance. Probably not. No. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Okay. I mean, if I, if I was Iowa, who who would I want to play an SEC team in place of Iowa State? Probably not because they're going to beat you. And then you're just going to be like, man, we could have gone to a better bowl if we didn't play Or we could have just played Iowa State and had like a dope rivalry. Yeah. And instead we'd And plus, if Iowa State, out. If, I, if they beat Iowa State, then, I mean, what's the difference between – I mean, I don't know. I, I always hate those Iowa fan arguments. So stupid. It's just a stupid argument. It's just, yeah, that's my thing. It's just like, okay. Yeah. What's your point, dude? And it's something that even even if it's a battle, it always unites the state. Like, it's some, it's something that well, everyone comes – Really, it does the exact opposite. Well, you know what I mean. Like, okay, unite as in they all come together one Saturday to watch football. Okay. And it's the same game. Yeah. I guess that's a good point. Uh, got anything else? Not for now. Take our break. Yep. We'll be right back. Stains and Fits presented by the professional NBA program, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State from the Carl Chevrolet Studios on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It's Chris interrupting this podcast because, you know, everybody wants to know that I get it asked all the time. How can we help Cyclone Fanatic? Well, you help Cyclone Fanatic by you support our advertisers and everybody needs to be aware of eye care. I wasn't for a long time and I went to... Ames Eye Care, and they really helped me out. It's changed my life. I don't have headaches the way that I did. You've heard me talk about this. They're also in Des Moines at Des Moines Eye Care, and you need to think about this with your family. Get the kids checked out. Encourage the wife. Anything. Personalized eye care. Designer eyewear. I've got these sweet Maui gym glasses that I use at work all the time. People think they look awesome. They meet your whole family's vision needs at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Check them out today and support Cyclone Fanatic. Welcome back to Stands and Fits, presented by the professional NBA program at the Ivy College Business at Iowa State. Hot or not, you can go first with your hot because I don't 
<laughs> I haven't thought of one yet. Man, always lagging behind. All right. Uh, college basketball, NCAA, this coming year, Division One announced that they will be pushing back the three-point line um, to the international distance, which is 22 feet and one and three-quarters inches. So I, the rationale was that it'll kind of open up offenses a little bit more, uh, more space to drive, make defenses have to spread out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then another rule that they announced is that anytime the offensive team gets an offensive rebound uh, in the half court, the shot clock will be reset to 20 seconds instead of the full 30 seconds, which will also speed up the game. So two solid decisions. I like them. Yeah, I like both rules. I wrote that when they first announced that they were going to discuss them. Mm -hmm. I thought that they were both good things. Yep. And I, I believe I also read that they will um, do one year longer of waiting at the D2 and D3 levels just for financial reasons. Yeah, it's cost money to get those lines put onto the floor and everything. Yep. Are but, they doing that at the women's level too? The uh, extending the line? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I would assume so. But then again, I don't know. Because I know they did the shot clock thing. Yeah. I don't know if they did the was, 3 .1. Wasn't there at one point when the line was initially moved back that the women didn't? Still used the old one, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there were, there were two three-point lines on the court yeah. for, for a season or two. See, but that's what I'm saying. So then there would still be, there would be the two lines again. That might be. Hmm. I don't know. Might have to do some research on that. I don't think it'll make that drastic of a difference, honestly. Well, and they, they experimented it experimented with it in the NIT last year. And I think uh, the teams that shot three-pointers, they shot something like 35% on average in the regular season when they were using the, the original yeah. line. And they shot like 2% worse in the NIT. Yeah. So I don't it, think it's going to deter anyone from shooting that, the three. Yeah. That equates to like, what, one or two more missed shots per game for yeah. each team. Yeah. So... No, I think it'll be good at the end of the day. And it'll be good to sp speed the game up, too, with the shot clock thing. Yep. All right, so do you, do you have a knot? Oh, I do have a knot. Or, yeah, you have a knot, but you don't, you don't have a hot. Uh, no, I don't. I haven't thought of one. Man, you're just down in the dumps this week, apparently. What should I do? I don't know. Uh, well, I told you before we came on, you could do Chris's on vacation, so we're going we're gonna to get a lot of recruits coming in this week. That joke is so old and tired hey, now, it's, though. It, it, you know, the great thing about great jokes is that they, they stay around forever. Well, but it was better before when Chris would actually, like, he left, and then he had to keep working while he was gone. Yeah. Now he leaves, and now I just have to do everything. Oh. So, the, so really, I don't want there to be that many recruits because then it's well, like, then I'm just sitting around doing recruiting stuff you know, all the time. Maybe then, if, if we don't get any recruits during this specific Chris vacation, then maybe the magic is only when Chris has to work during his vacation. Which is never now. Yeah, but I'm saying like, maybe you should. So the joke is dead. Maybe you should. The joke be, is dead. Be bedridden and get sick, and like, you, you can't use your fingers, and oh, whoops, Chris has to do all the recruiting news. Too bad. And that's how we get the mojo back. I think Chris is like living his best life right now in Las Vegas. Yeah, probably. Based on what we've seen of him. Yeah. In the last 24 hours. Uh, did he tweet out a picture of a sports like uh, a sheet of paper with a? Yeah, I've seen his bets for today. He Are... sent them to me earlier. Are they good? Uh, he had a lot of them. Oh. Uh, I wonder how much he's putting down on each of those bets then. Probably not very much, but yeah, he had some. Yeah, I liked his plays. Very good. My hot today is uh, injuries for the Golden State Warriors. The Toronto Raptors wow. are, are my hot today. <laughs> so you just want to kick the Warriors while they're down? Yes, absolutely I do. All right. Did you see the video of Clay and KD talking to Drake? Um, I, I saw the video. I didn't listen to what they were saying. <laughs> see you in the Bay, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Clay said something. He was like, uh, he's like, 
didn't hear you talking as much tonight, bum ass, or something <laughs> like that. I was just like, damn, okay. Uh, it's like that then. Because it was funny because Drake w- was a, a Warriors quote unquote fan. Yeah, he has Steph ago. and Katie's numbers both tattooed on his arm. And doesn't he have multiple songs with reference to the Warriors or or Steph at least? Probably. So. I don't specifically remember one right now, but you have to wonder if that's all for show if they're actually taking it seriously. Uh. I don't know. Clay, sound, um, Clay is like the absolute worst trash talker, I think. He, se- he seems like uh, he takes everything too seriously. I think I would really enjoy hanging out with Clay, actually. Really? Of all the members of the Golden State Warriors, I think he's the one guy that I'd be like, I really I really like this man. Just because he, he seems more quiet to me, like a naturally quiet guy. He just seems like he'd be a good friend. Hmm. Like when you have when you have some like sort of personal problems, I would call Clay Thompson. Over any other person on the, on and it, the like Warriors he roster. would really fret over your well-being, hmm. you know. Like he would be really, he would really care for you as a friend. I gotcha. Steph might, you know, he in the moment he might tell you he cares, but he really doesn't care that much. No, like Clay is gonna take it as like on himself hmm. to be like, man, I need to help my friend right now. Interesting take. See, I feel I feel like Steph would actually care, but maybe, maybe I got a, a wrong read on him. I don't know. I don't think so. So uh, I haven't seen. Is it is it for sure that Clay is out tonight? Uh, the Warriors, like you know, leadership team or whatever, their uh, executives, mm-hmm. they want him to not play, but he wants to play. Of course. And it's it's going to be interesting because if he doesn't play, that'll be like the first time that the Warriors ever had to really play a big game without Clay Thompson. Right. And without Kevin Durant. Yeah, both of those guys. This would be the moment, I think, where we, like, this, like, Skip Bayless actually maybe had a good take today. He said this is the most important game of Steph Curry's career. You know, honestly, yeah, he, he's probably going to get, like, 50 shots tonight. Well, that's what I'm saying. This will be the first time where we see Steph playing without another guy. Yeah. I mean, he's got Draymond and Iguodala. Yeah. But he doesn't have Clay. Yeah. Or he doesn't have Kevin Durant. So he doesn't have a, I would say, like a, a fellow shooter yeah. to take pressure off of He doesn't have another guy that's just like a dynamic scorer that can help take some of that uh, weight away from him, mm. some of the eyeballs away from him. It'll be Everybody will be worried about Steph Curry. From a strictly um, interest standpoint, I, I would like to see Clay s- sit out tonight, I think, just to see what the Warriors look like without him. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I I would be surprised if he plays, but I don't think anyone is going to care because we'll already know at this point <laughs> yeah. when they listen to this. But uh, all right, my not this week. I gave you my hots. Yes. I, I had two that kind of just came out of nowhere. <laughs> but uh, my not this week. Did you see the map? I did. I got to figure out where this came from. It's a trash map. This is a, the absolute worst. You know, these maps come out periodically where – I feel like they just are getting stupider and stupider. It's because people will figure it out that they'll they create controversy and people will click on them. Again, it's just a form of clickbait. Is what it is. Well, they need to stop. They need to not do this anymore because it's bad for my mental health. They want to try and say that the favorite beer in the state of Iowa is Budweiser. That's not even. What the hell is wrong with these remotely people? Remotely close to true. In Idaho, did you see what the favorite beer is? <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> I'm sorry to ask men. That's the name of this. I don't know. That's who put this out. Supposedly ask they, men. they uh, interviewed a thousand people, didn't they? I'm sorry, ask men. But the good people of the state of Idaho, you want me to believe that their favorite beer is Mike's Hard Lemonade? Those, those, those are good, rugged, 
hardworking Americans in the state of Idaho, and you want me to believe that when they get done with a hard day's work, all of, most of them are going home and drinking a Mike's hard? Well, I mean... Absolutely if, not. If you put it from a hardworking perspective, I mean, lemonade's pretty refreshing. Mike's hard's a different story, I guess, but... I, I think the, the or in Oklahoma that they like Stella. Get out of here. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. People yeah. don't like Budweiser this much. Like, no. where? Who did they ask? I yeah. People. I would say Bud Light is more popular than Diesel. Right. Not a single state says Bud Light. Yeah, and Bud Light isn't isn't Bud Light the single most popular? The beer folks in, in Delaware say that their favorite beer is uh, Blue Moon. That's not too surprising, personally. I don't think. I've never met someone from Delaware, so I guess I don't know. Yeah. Even in Colorado, it says Corona. <laughs> Isn't Coors in, in Colorado? Yes. Yeah. You want me to believe that they like Corona better than they like Coors Light in Colorado? Or that they, like, they drink more Stella in Montana than it, anything else? Yeah. The more, the more, the more you say oh, I'm going to go this, sit in a wood cabin and, uh, and drink a nice Stella. The more you say... Have the, one and then go to sleep. The more I think that someone was just sitting in their cubicle one day and was like, I'm going to make a, a, a map that's going to piss off a ton of people. Yeah. And that's what they did to come right. this. I mean, even like Texas, they got, you know, you could put Bud Light or something, but Budweiser over even Lone Star? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Bad take, ass men. Louisiana has two. They've got like a, a beer civil war going on in Louisiana <laughs> Wait, what, what between Stella and Budweiser. Dude, I, I don't foresee Louisiana being fans of Stella. No. No. This is like one guy sat down. Yeah, like you said, he sat down and did this, and he's like, what, how many different beers can I even think of? <laughs> and he, what, he probably only came up with, what, six, six total? Budweiser, Stella, Coors Light, Corona, Paps Blue Ribbon. Miller Light. You don't get to count Mike's. That's not a beer. Heineken. No, I haven't counted Mike's. <laughs> and Blue Moon. All right. So, so oh, and, and Yingling. Or Yingling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, wait, that's nine. And then Mike's is 10. So, yep. But Mike's doesn't count. This, this person must just really hate the Pacific Northwest or something. I'd be Or curious. really hates potatoes. So, he just was like, I'm going to trash all over these yeah. MFers in, in Idaho. That was probably it. All right, uh, my not this week, Apple. Uh, they debuted a monitor stand that is retailing for $999. Okay, Google guy. Okay. Yeah, man. Google is the, the master race. Y'all's Androids, they tried to put out, what, like a $2,000 phone and it had all the pre-orders out and everything? I don't know what you're talking about. This, this Google Pixel 2 right here is it's like top you get of paid, the line. It's like you get paid by Google. No, I do. I, I like Apple stuff. Like if, if I didn't have this phone, I would have an iPhone, but I'm just saying you're trying to sell a monitor that doesn't stand for $999. Justify it. Justify well, the, it. The, the Mac pro or whatever it is that, they, yeah. that it goes with. Isn't it like a $3,000? It's $4,999. Well, at that point, if you're buying that computer, then what's it matter? Like you, at that if point, if you're going to buy that, if you're going to buy that computer, you don't care about the extra thousand dollars probably. I mean, you might, maybe you really want that computer, but you're poor and you can only afford the, the monitor. Well then buy the monitor and just lean it up against the wall. I don't know. And then you, then you look trashy. You have to have the stand, man. At that point, I don't think anyone is going to care if you say, hey, this is a $5,000 computer monitor. No, they are. They're going to care. But that's just the monitor. It's not even the tower or anything. Like, you got to buy the tower, too. Yep. 
it's probably like a $10,000 setup in total. That's my, that's what I'm trying to say is like, yeah. if you're going to buy a $10,000 computer setup, you probably don't care about how much it costs to buy the stand for the thing. And maybe not, but uh, it's still, it's definitely a not this week. Like if I'm sitting here, if I'm sitting here myself, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get a new Mac. I'm not buying the Mac Pro. Okay. How, would, how about, why would you need that? How about this? If, if anyone you personally know in the next year buys a $999 Apple monitor stand, then I will officially say that this is not a not. Until then, it is. I'm just saying for us, you and me right here today, yeah. is this a not? Yeah. Yeah. For everyone else, yeah, it's also a For not. rich people, is it a not? Probably not. They're like, damn, I really no, want the new it's, Mac it's, Pro. It's, it's a not. Just... It's it's a it's a not. If you have disposable income like that to throw around another thousand dollars, I mean, if I had disposable income like that, I'd probably I'd, I'd be like, man, I could, I could buy some nice stock with nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay, Chris Williams, get the hell out of here. That's what rich people do. People rich people get rich by doing stuff wisely with their money. This is a you're just they're not buying nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Now you're just trying to be a contrarian. Stands. Now you're just trying no, to be a contrarian. No, I am not. It's yeah, not you for are. Everyone. Yeah, you are. Elon Musk would consider that a a not. Elon Musk has billions of dollars. Elon, you could take $10,000 out of Elon Musk's bank account and he probably wouldn't even notice, dude. Yeah, but he would still be like, I'm not, I don't want my, that money going towards a $999 computer stand. Whatever, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You're just, you're, you're, <laughs> I was going to use a, uh, a bad, a bad word, but uh, you're fondling, fondling Apple. That's what you're doing. Sorry, I'm Stan. I'm, I'm being a Stan right now, all right? You're taking a stand for the stand. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's time, move on to yeah, pick four. Time for pick four. Uh, you... I'll go first. N yeah, yeah. So pick four this week. We're going with a pick four list of nice things for episode 69. And nice things means small but satisfying things in everyday life. So my list of four. Number four, getting through a traffic intersection right as the light turns yellow. There's, there's something that's just a little satisfying about that. Um, you know, you don't have to stop at the red light. Get to save that extra minute that you would have spent waiting. It's just really nice. Number three. Just, sorry, I gotta show you something real quick. <laughs> wait, wait, oh, that's Chris? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> just a little interjection to show me a photo there. Yeah, sorry. Did he, did he tweet that out? Or no, uh, intern Brandon sent it to me. Oh, nice. I'm sure that'll be on Twitter at some point. Oh, yeah, it should be. So, all right. Hey, we work hard around here. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. All right, number three for me, pouring the perfect milk to cereal ratio. Like the kind where you pour the, pour the cereal, you pour the milk, and then by the end of you eating the bowl of cereal, it's all gone. That's, that's a, a great feeling. All the milk is gone? Yeah, all the milk too. Wait, don't you just, why don't you just drink well, the mean, milk you, after? You can drink the milk after, but I think there, there's something extra special about having the perfect amount like in your spoon. It depends on the cereal too, because some some milk after you drink it, like when you drink it after the cereal, is really good. But some is really bad, in my opinion. So, anyway, moving on. Whatever. <laughs> Number two, the look and smell of a freshly mowed yard. It's up there. Lots of people don't like the smell of fresh cut grass, but I, I love it. I am definitely. I would buy it. a candle with that smell. I would too. I'm just kind of surprised that there aren't more candles like that. Then again. Whatever. Uh, number one for me, sitting down to relax after completely cleaning your house or apartment. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where you could sit down to relax in the evenings, but if, you're, if your house is dirty, then it's like, man, I should clean my house. I got that weight on the back of my mind. But if it's clean, you can sit down and you can truly relax. 
So that's nice. That's, that's my list of four nice things. All right, mine, uh, number four, the smell of meat on a grill. That's up there. That's like that cool. smell is just magical, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe a nice New York strip. Yep. Uh, number three, the first warm evening after a long winter. It's a good one. So like you're thinking like the first porch evening. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing where you can chill out and the bugs haven't come out yet. Man, the bugs have been really bad the last couple of days. Yeah, it's starting to get warm. It's uh, just really stinks. It's, it's been because it's been so rainy. Yeah, but but yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're nasty. Yeah. Uh, my number two, a clean sink after finishing the dishes. Everybody yep. knows that feeling where you finally get all your dishes done. Maybe yep. they've piled up a little bit, <laughs> and then you look and the sink is all clean, yep. and you're just like, man. This is nice. That's right. I should keep my sink clean more often. And then three days later, it's full of dishes again. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'm going to keep up with, this week, up, up with it this week. I'm going to put the, the dishes straight in the dishwasher or do them by hands immediately. Yeah. No, no that, that ain't going to happen. Uh, and then my number one is the first drink of a cold beer after some manual labor. Nice Maybe old. you just finished mowing your lawn and you, you want to sit out on your porch and enjoy the smell of your... Uh, fresh cut lawn yeah. while you are drinking a beer. And for the people in Idaho, that's a, that's a cold Mike's hard lemonade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Apparently for us, it's an, it's a, it's I, a Budweiser, ice, an ice cold Budweiser with Harry Perry. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Ah, oh, that's a bad list. Yeah. All right. What do we got? All right. What's our special so, activity here? In honor of episode 69 uh -huh. of Sands of Fits. I come what is this a, that you've like printed out? What is this here? I had something I had to fill out. Okay. Uh, so I'm assuming you've done Mad Libs before. Yeah, I have. We've done a, I've put together a personalized Mad Libs special to Sands of Fits. Okay. That we are going to go through. So you have to come up with about 25 to 30 words. Oh my me. gosh. Okay. So yeah. You, you have to be. You yeah, I got you. This. I got you. Okay. But uh, we're going to go through. So. Okay. First adjective. Uh... Long. Long. Okay. Next up is a verb. Running. So run. Run. Okay. Uh, an opponent on Iowa State football's schedule. Louisiana Monroe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. That's not going to be good, but we'll, we'll go with it. Uh, a Cyclone Fanatic writer. It can be you if you'd like. No, I want... Uh Rob Gray. Okay. Whew, that's going to be nice. An alcoholic beverage. Bush Light. <laughs> Come on. All right. Ten-year-old beer. <laughs> A verb. A verb. Another one. Uh, uh, blink. <laughs> Isn't that a verb? Uh, yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A TV channel. Uh, HGN. HGN, all right. That okay. is still a thing, right? Uh, Home Gardening Network, is that what it is? Isn't that like the shopping one? Or QVC, oh, QVC. 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 Yeah, QVC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go with QVC. All right, color. Uh, Cardinal. Okay. That Man, you just made that really boring, but oh, anyways. <laughs> uh, a special occasion or event. Uh, the Iowa State season opener. All right. You could have like given me some more guidance here. I could have. to help me make this more interesting. Uh, yeah, but that that would that wouldn't be as natural. Yeah, we true. Gotta go, we got to go natural true. here. True. A song. Uh. Groceries by Chance the Rapper. <laughs> okay. Uh, groceries by Chance the Rapper. An emotion. Happy. Okay. 
an adjective? Um, uh, slow. Okay. A number. 69. <laughs> Another number. Uh, 99. Okay. Adjective again. Uh, Making you come up with a few adjectives. Short. Okay. A sports score. So like something to something. Two to zero. <laughs> All right. Uh, a person. Can be anyone. Can be anyone. Uh, Matt Campbell. <laughs> okay. That's going to be pretty good. A website. Cyclonefanatic.com. Okay. All right. Uh, an exclamation. So like something you'd shout. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A noun. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, the White House. Wow. All right. Uh, a plural body part. Arms. That's going to be good. Adjective again. Man. You, uh, you've only got like one or two more adjectives, so. Okay. Oh man! How, let's get, let's get crazy on this one. Just okay. Uh, what like what's a crazy adjective? I don't know. I'm waiting for you. This is a question to you. I can't help you. I'm, I'm just offering. I, you asked for guidance earlier. Ugly. Okay, an ugly. All right. Uh, an adverb. So it describes a verb. Uh. Have I said fast? Yeah, I already said fast, didn't I? Yeah, uh, you said, well, let's see, you said fast. Uh, no, you have not said fast. All right, fast. That's an adverb, right? Uh, <laughs> so a fast quarterback. So I would say that's an, that's an adjective. Running fast, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, we can, well, let's go with it and see how it works. All right, a past tense verb. Past tense verb. Walked. Okay. A number. 15. All right, we're getting close to the end. A proper noun. Proper noun. That's like a person, right? That's like a, yeah, it's like a name of a person, place, or thing. Uh, Steve Prom. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have five or six more, and we're done. Another past tense verb. Watched. Okay. And a verb ending in ing. Uh, swimming. A city or town. Des Moines. Okay. Three left. A school or a college, not Iowa State. Okay. Uh, Grand Canyon University. <laughs> Grand Canyon, you. All right. One more ing verb. Uh, sitting. And an Ames restaurant. An Ames restaurant. Uh, Hickory Park. Man, you're really, really basic there. 
All right, let me read this. I'll read it. You, you will read it? All yeah. right, I don't know how well it's going to read, but you feel free. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> it was a long Saturday in Ames, Iowa, and the annual game against Louisiana Monroe had Iowa State fans riled up and ready to run. Cyclone Fanatic's own Rob Gray had spent all day in the tailgating lots drinking Bush Light ahead of the game and finally decided to blink to the press box two hours before the primetime kickoff set to be televised on QVC. As fans filed into Jack Trice Stadium wearing their cardinal clothing in honor of Iowa State's season opener, the ISU CF or Iowa State Cyclone Football Varsity Marching Band. Man, that's... <laughs> I know, I put the acronym yeah. on there. Completed its pregame routine on the field. Shortly after, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell led his team onto the field as groceries by Chance the Rapper blared from the speakers, which really got the student section happy. <laughs> uh... The first half featured a slow battle with Cyclone quarterback Brock Purdy throwing for 69 yards and freshman newcomer Brees Hall leading the way on the ground with 99 rushing yards. Thanks to those short performances, Iowa State went into the locker room with a 2-0 lead. However, the biggest story of the first half... However, the biggest story of the first half was when Matt Campbell went streaking onto the field, which quickly went viral on Cyclone Fanatic. And was even noticed by Pre- President Donald Trump, <laughs> who quote tweeted the video of the incident with the caption, "Yes, sad." <laughs> oh man. Okay. When the two teams emerged from the locker room for the start of the second half, a tragedy happened. All of the quarterbacks on Iowa State's roster tripped over a White House on their way to the field <laughs> and broke their arms. This left Coach Campbell with only one option, take advantage of the ugly NCAA rule allowing a team to insert a hack blogger who covers their team at quarterback if all of their QBs get fast injured <laughs> at once. Still feeling a buzz from all those previous alcoholic beverage beverages from tailgating, Rob Gray got the call from Coach Campbell and walked down to the field, changing into his or her spare number 69 uniform just as the second half began. As you can probably imagine, with Rob Gray at quarterback, Iowa State quickly relinquished their halftime lead. However, with just 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter, the Cyclones had somehow moved the ball into the red zone and given themselves a shot to win the game with a touchdown. As they lined up, Rob Gray, Rob Gray noticed the defense was showing an all-out blitz. Quickly, he went up to the offensive line and called for an audible. Steve Prome, he shouted out. <laughs> but before he could return to his spot in the shotgun formation, the ball was snapped directly to Hall in the backfield. Hall walked the ball to former high school quarterback Deshante Jones on what appeared to be a reverse. But then Jones looked up and saw a wide-open Rob Gray swimming in the end zone. <laughs> it was the Des Moines special. Jones lobbed the ball, and Rob Gray managed to haul it in, giving the Cyclones a huge victory. In the postgame presser, the Des Moines registers Randy Peterson asked Rob Gray the first and only question of the night. Are you planning on transferring to Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon University now that you're a star? Sitting it off, Rob Gray replied, the only place I'm planning on going now is Hickory Park for some bush light. <laughs> go Cyclones. <laughs> there you go. Well done. That was, that was awesome. We'll uh, have to hope that Rob will hear that. <laughs> Rob will appreciate having drank some Bush Light, which but, is clearly his favorite beer. Yeah, of all time. exactly. All right, thanks, man. Yep, for coming in. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening to us <laughs> make 69 episodes of this podcast. No kidding. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week for number 70. Peace.